Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, let's, let's get into this. We got Wild Card Weekend. We're going to be digging plenty into the Texans here in the final hour of the show. Getting our final thoughts in before we hand it over to In the Loop. 3.30 tomorrow. 3.30 tomorrow, 12.30, Texans countdown. If you're going to the game, come by and say hello. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you come by and say hello anytime after 3 o'clock, I'm going to give you the side eye and be like, why aren't you in the stadium already? <clears throat> Get in there early. Get into the stadium early. We got to have that. Play- we can't be doing the thing where it's halfway full when the team's running out on the field. Yeah. This is the play. It's a 3.30 start, people. The, the noon starts... I'm willing to give you a little leeway. You got all day to get there tomorrow. Do your tailgating. Tailgating starts at 11:30. Get a few hours in. Make your way into the stadium. Come by, say hello to me and Seth, and um, let's go get a win tomorrow, man. Let's go get a win. All right. So storylines for these wild card games. We'll get back to the 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 Browns and the uh, the Texans. I think there's at least a few of these games. At least I'm counting at least one, two, three games that I think have head coaching potential. Ram, a little out of left field. Yeah. But we've seen out of left field so far in this coaching cycle with Pete Carroll. I think that was a little out of left yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Out of left field, it's one of those things that in hindsight people act like, well, you could see it coming. We all knew. Right. But it wasn't, it was not a buzzworthy topic no. or anything anybody expected. Especially with the potential ownership change coming. Yeah. Uh, out there, you would have thought that maybe they, that's one of those classic things, let the new owners make the decision. Yep. You know? Um, we'll get to the first one I think could have head coaching ramifications, but before we get to that, the night game on Saturday, yeah. Miami at KC, neither of these coaches are in trouble, Mike McDaniel nor Andy Reid, but these are two teams that aren't playing very well right now over the second half of the season, Yeah, and this is going to be, according to the meteorologists, the third coldest game by windchill standards ah by windchill in standards. the history of the postseason I, I was wondering about that because i saw i saw a single digit temperatures forecast which doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot but that windchill man that's no joke the 1982 afc title game between the bengals and the chargers yeah at cincinnati that was i remember the, air Coriel. Yeah, uh, i do remember that one yeah, actually okay. yeah 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 so that was old. that was when i first started really getting into the yeah. nfl that, that was air Coriel. they got shut down bengals go to the super bowl and then the ice bowl in mm-hmm. between Green Bay and Dallas back in the Jerry Kramer days. It could be an all-timer if it weren't for the fact that Tua Tungavailoa has just been atrocious in cold weather. He's lost right. all four of his starts in sub-45-degree weather, completing 55% of his passes. Yeah, I don't know why this spread is only four on this game. I do, you know what, honestly, I, I was trying Kansas to find City reasons. Kansas City minus four is and, and Miami is just so banged up yeah. and is just headed in the wrong direction. I did... 
uh, somebody wrote an article basically pointing out the multiple different times that uh, momentum at the end of the season, or whatever you want to call it, poor play at the end of the season, kind of gets washed away a lot of times in the playoffs. It's not as easy to predict. Shoot, the Ravens, when they won their uh, Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, they'd lost like four or five going like at the yeah, back end of that season. They'd right. squandered the rest of the season. Yep. So maybe it's just, maybe people, are, maybe the odds makers are looking at it, the, the sum total of the season. But, like, that's not... Tua in bad weather, like that. Uh, That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. All right, on to Sunday. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I don't think there's much to break down with this game. The Bills are a double-digit favorite. Pittsburgh doesn't have T.J. Watt. Mason Rudolph is going to be starting for the Steelers. He's played well the last couple of weeks. There's there's zero chance that Mike Tomlin is gone as the Steelers head coach, right? I still see people like going, I don't know, Tom. He won ten games with three different quarterbacks playing for him this year. Yeah, I guess the only the X factor I've seen in this was that uh, hey, T.J. Watt is out, right? Um, so <laughs> right. I don't know how that's an X factor in favor of anybody other yeah. than the Bills, but the uh, like yeah, it's. Uh, this would be a devastating. This would be McDermott. It seems to have saved his job by by firing Ken Dorsey. Yeah, because Josh Allen has been a different guy since Ken Dorsey got fired as offensive coordinator. That's the if, coaching angle. If the Bills yeah. lost this game, yeah. I'd say McDermott's gone. Yeah. There's no chance wow. in hell. They yeah, keep yeah. Okay, man, this is great. So there's still some coaching angles here. Green Bay and Dallas. What if Green Bay goes into Dallas and beats Dallas? Mm-hmm. Does Jerry Jones throw his hat in the ring with all these big names out there in the head coaching front? Move on from Mike McCarthy? Is that a potential thing that could happen? Does he love Mike McCarthy as much as he once loved Jason Garrett? Correct. And just go longer and longer and longer despite all this, despite finally seemingly getting the best out of Dak Prescott. I I think that part of it is where I I see all these rumors about Belichick or people speculating Belichick could go to the Cowboys. I don't think so, man. Not not with Dak playing the way he is. The Cowboys, uh, look, the, the games they've lost to good opponents on the road at times has been nothing about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's had game-winning drives, and then the the defense, which is otherwise really, really good, has had curious letdowns at the end of games. I, I don't think he's... I, if the Cowboys somehow lost this game, um, I don't think McCarthy's Maybe gone. how they lose depends yeah, that's on true, it. That's you true. know, like if Green Bay came in and embarrassed them somehow, but the Dallas that's, is so good at home this year. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Jordan Love's been really good the second half of the season, though. I'm, I'm kind of excited about I'm that. I'm excited about watching Jordan Love. Yeah, I am too. I Versus am too. this defense, yep. Dan Quinn potentially uh, distracted. Without any real firepower at wide receiver either. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't have marquee wide receivers there. They Credit Matt LaFleur. I think a lot of people thought, hey, Aaron Rodgers is gone. We'll really find out about Matt LaFleur. No, he's Coop Shanistand his way into a pretty decent season for Jordan Love. Arrow pointed up for them for sure. Um, the Sunday night game. I don't. I think both these head coaches are fine. Sean McVay and Dan Campbell. The story in this game: we got a little Matthew Stafford reunion. Yeah. Matthew Stafford back in the building at Ford Field on on Sunday night. That's a that's a nice juicy storyline right there. Playing against the guy he got traded for, Jared Goff. It was in uh, one of the weirdly. Uh, it was just so. I guess under I felt it was under discussed that the the Lions just so casually traded Matt Stafford like it was just NBD um, because they were clearing the deck and everything. I, 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 I found it strange and odd. And I like ultimately... Would they be better off with Matt Stafford right now? I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, uh, Jared Goff's I, been really good. Jared for them. Goff's been way better. So you wonder if, like, okay, wow, they could have gotten the best version of Matt Stafford, who did, by the way, win a Super Bowl in the interim. He did win yeah. a Super Bowl, and like yet it, the, the the Lions almost because because they were such an afterthought for so long. I think people just kind of looked at it like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and so. they're hosting this game. Yeah, the Lions. You know, like it's 
you know, three years later, they're hosting the Rams with these very two same quarterbacks. And Goff was a throw-in. Like, Goff was a salary throw-in in that deal. Like, I don't think – I don't know that the Lions trade for Jared Goff thinking three years from now or three years from the trade, he would still be their starting quarterback. I think when the Lions just so easily said goodbye to Matt Stafford because yeah. they had a new coach, it felt kind of like when um, I'd watch my dad uh, make curious financial decisions right. uh, like later in his life where you're like, well, yeah, I mean, that's just – that's what dad does. Like, what am I going to do? Try to sit down and give him a, a seminar or something? Like, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> and now here they are. Um, Monday night. Okay, there could be coaching ramifications here. Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl last year. Less than a year ago, they were in the Super Bowl. They're at Tampa Bay. How, how much in danger are both of these coaches? Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia who is overseas? This is a pretty monumental collapse by the Eagles because it's not yeah. just that they're losing games. Like, they're losing games, and it feels like the vibe around the team is everybody. There's, like, finger-pointing going there's on. A, you're right. That's you exactly know? when you've lost the locker room. Yeah. If like, you've lost the locker room, that's right. when you're in trouble. Yeah. This team is already, I you know, I think, how long did Doug Peterson last, last after they won the Super Bowl? Was it two or three years? He, Sirianni's first year was 21, so he lasted three more years. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if they might just say, well, you didn't, first of all, you didn't win a Super Bowl. And second of all, we don't like the trajectory of this thing. You're not yeah. going to, you didn't, you had a one year grace period and you blew it. If they look anything in this game like they have in five of the last six games, then that might be it for him, especially because either that or they're going to be pretty aggressive in managing the coordinators. Because the, the biggest thing that happened with the, the Eagles, or one of the biggest things, was they lost both their coordinators. The defense is a shell of its former self. The offense looks like a high school offense. And Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, is off in Indianapolis getting the absolute best out of Gardner Minshew, yeah. who's been a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts over the sum total of the yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, that, that last part you point out is the big one. It's not just that he lost the two coordinators. He's lost those coordinators, and I think both have gone on to do a good job at both the places they've been. I know Including Arizona, versus the, yeah. I know, right, right, right. Gannon the beat them. Yeah, but yeah. Carol, the Cardinals just ran for like 250 yards. Yeah. So against the Eagles with their former defensive coordinator as the coach. I know their record's not that good, but Arizona was – I mean, we saw it here firsthand. Arizona came in here, and they they, they gave the Texans all they could ask for in that game. Um, all right, um, McLean thinks Todd Bowles could be gone if Tampa Bay loses that game. Like, pretty forcefully thinks he could be gone. Oh, yeah. We talked about this on the Utopia podcast. Well, I wonder, yesterday. like, because Todd Bowles had the feel of, uh, like, a scramble retention where yeah. it, like it felt kind of like okay the the organization was trying to figure out exactly how to handle yeah. uh the he's the decoupling of the team and Tom Brady and Bruce Arians yeah, yeah. But he's a little like Eberflus in that I th- Eberflus saved his job at the end of the yeah. year like Eberflus was getting fired midway through the season then he wins like 5 of 7 down the stretch Tampa Bay was kind of floundering you in know, the middle of the season they lost to the Texans in week 9 remember on the comeback he is. there he's Dan Quinn Remember they oh, kept yeah. they kept they kept him one year they, too long. They kept wanting well no, but they kept wanting to fire Dan Quinn, but then they would pull it yeah. together in the second half yeah. of the season. Yeah, that's Wasn't right. it like two or three years straight? I don't know if it was that just, many years, but I remember <laughs> I remember the year in particular you're talking about yeah. where they he saved his job and then they just fired him like the next season. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um Payne and Pendergast with you. Man, some good storylines on these games. Let's go out to the phones. This guy's fired up. I know we're fired up. I know this guy's fired up. Larry's in Stafford. What's going on, Larry? <laughs> you damn right. I'm Bring it, man. Up, man. Floor is yours, hey, baby. Floor is yours. Hey, go. Before before I get to them Texas, Sean, let me ask you real quick. Okay. How do you spell donut? How do you spell donuts? I spell donuts D-O-N-U-T-S. Okay, so on the Wheel of Fortune yesterday, this chick went to the prize round. And she had all these letters 
and it was bagels and donuts, and they spelled donuts D O U G H N U G S. Okay. And it messed her whole head up. Yeah. BMW, man. Oh. And I was like, damn, I ain't never spelled donuts like that neither, man. But it just messed me up, and I instantly thought about you and Amy because I knew y'all had that intended, man. Yeah. Look here, man. But let's let's get to what this is about. Everybody understands where, where, where we at now in terms of this weekend, man. It's sold out. Everybody that I have bumped into in the city, they they on fire about it. And we are as healthy as we've probably been all season defensively and offensively, getting all those dudes back. This is going to be a different game against them Browns because I've got money that says Bernard and uh, 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 Will Anderson going to chase Joe Flacco ass right off that spot and they're going to keep his ass contained just enough because there's no way in hell D'Amico Ryan is going to let Amari Cooper go for 200 more yards on his defense. I am so excited about this game on, on Saturday, man, because here's the thing. As everything gets pulled away and as everything gets just, just right back on track, we have the makings of a squad that can make a run in the playoffs because we got a coach, a quarterback, and a defense that should be able to go out and win these type of games. I'm wearing battle red today. I wish they would wear battle red tomorrow. I understand Hannah and Cal said they can't do it, but I believe in Hannah, and I believe she can do anything because she got a whole bunch of people standing up right now. So if she really wants that red on, they'll do it. But, fellas, when we get over there tomorrow, you know I'm going to come find y'all ass because we're going to have a whole bunch of things to talk about in our hall. Appreciate you, Larry. You know, the, Appreciate you. I'll tell you what, Larry. The other thing for Larry to get excited about is I've got no postgame duties tomorrow uh, like I typically do. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Oh, you got to find out where I, people are celebrating. I want to, yeah. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I probably won't be up in the press box for long. I'm gonna be down in the uh, our oh, company suite watching it and good maybe walking around a little bit. Okay. Usually I've got KHOU on Sunday night, so I don't. I don't like to go on having any kind of cloudy head or anything any more than I'd normally Saturday, do. So, the yeah. Saturday game is big for you. Yeah, man. yeah, That's yeah. huge. Seth C. Payne making his way around the building tomorrow. Another reason to go look at the ticket resale market, man. Sold out game. You can't get a ticket <laughs> through the regular <laughs> channel. The guy jacked the price up of the fact that yeah, man, potentially, drunk, potentially Seth drunk Seth gonna... rolling around the building. That's worth another <laughs> 20 25 bucks on the ticket right there for sure. Um, people texting in still that are coming in for the game. Flying back to Houston from Miami for the game tomorrow. This is a text message. First game back in town since I moved in 2020. Oh, wow. Last game at NRG, 2019 wildcard win. Going with the same group of guys. Going to be loud on defense for a goal line stand from section 111, fourth row, getting pumped. He's got good mojo going. I That's where I think the, the difference is this year. Compared to many of the years with Bill O'Brien, I'm not. I'm not trying to like criticize Bill O'Brien or anything. It was just the feel that the team took on. It was. I, I think a lot of people were kind of in wait and see mode for a long time, including in the playoffs uh, during that era. And this feels a lot more like it did under Gary Kubiak, where it feels fresh and new in a lot of ways when you hit the playoffs. Except yeah. without any waiting period this time. With not like a protracted feel of, well, shouldn't they fire this guy or should they not? Oh, yeah. look at that. They're good. I mean, it just it happened very, very quickly. And with a quarterback that I think, again, like people, people are much more gung-ho about C.J. Stroud immediately than understandably they would be as... As Matt Schaub eased his way into the playoffs. If this turns into what it looks like it can turn into, yeah. I'm not talking about Saturday. I'm talking about over the course of time, over the course of years. The fact that they got this turned around so quickly is going to be looked at as a as a huge 
as a huge boom for the whole direction of the operation because we've seen other quarterbacks get drafted into what looked like on paper bad situations before. We talked about it with Trevor Lawrence last week. They burned a year of Trevor Lawrence's rookie contract farting around with Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Texans, they did a great job not just getting C.J. Stroud, but getting him in here aligned with a head coach who's your long-term head coach, putting a good roster around him. You know, a, a solid enough roster that you can with still trying to build from three wins. You yeah. Know, you're, they're not going to turn into the Ravens overnight or anything like that. But that looks like, that looks like they're, that's the trajectory that they're on. And more importantly... They look way more on that trajectory than the other three teams in the division right now. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, too, is uh, the kind of the way I've been thinking about last year this time, there's a lot of debate about whether or not you should even look at a defensive-minded head coach like D'Amico Ryans, even if you love D'Amico Ryans. And I get it, and I understand it, and I think it's valid that when you're hiring a coach, it does make sense, okay, that your best chance of having a good offense consistently year after year might be um, in, in going for that offensive-minded head coach. I do think, though, in having that strategy, what happens a lot of times is people start, instead of hiring a head coach, they're hiring an offensive coordinator, and those are two separate things. Yeah. I think once you once you break that barrier, once you break that glass wall of like, oh, we hired a really good head coach, that's what's paramount, and it becomes a lot less. If you think about the best head coaches over the long term, like over the past 20 years, guys who are definitively some of the best coaches in the NFL that have the longest track records of success, that breakdown between offensive and defensive mind really starts to break down. And you look at, like, I'll go back to Marv Levy, special teams coordinator, John Harbaugh, special teams coordinator, um, obviously Bill Belichick, Belichick, yeah. Belichick uh, Pete Carroll just let go, like competitive teams for a long, long time, Mike Tomlin, yeah. defensive-minded coach. Yep, yep. I think once you break that barrier, then it becomes much less about. So it's nice, yeah, if, if what you really want is a guy to come in and put it in an offense and, and what have you, that's fine. The really, really good coaches, whether they're offensive or defensive-minded, figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. And and then and then of paramount importance is just flat out how good is your quarterback right like like how many like do we have to sit here and pretend that a lot of these guys are actual quarterback gurus that, that's, when it's more about the quarterback himself oh, dude yeah just have a plan in place to make sure that you keep that pipeline was, full with offensive it was amazing how much better of a quarterback guru Bruce Arians became when he had Tom Brady right. at the end of his career <laughs> right. and he and he let Tom Brady install his own offense it was weird Jameis it just wasn't working Bruce Arians was like he was a pretty good quarterback guru yeah. I mean he was awesome with Roethlisberger yeah and then he was a pretty good guru with with um with uh with Andrew Luck yeah and then he was pretty good with Carson Palmer. Boy, but he become a guru with, he did. with uh, he Tom Brady at the age of 42. He best version of himself yeah, yeah, with yeah. Tom Brady. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's hear from C.J. Stroud in the next segment. Messages for the naysayers. Excitement about the opportunity to play not just a playoff game, but a home playoff game. We'll hear from C.J. Stroud next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a football Friday playoff edition on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Hey, say what you want. You know, I just... I don't know. I can't tell somebody how to feel. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I'm going to do my job as best of my ability. If you like it, like it. If you don't, you don't. Most people just say stuff so to get clicks and likes, and that's cool. But um, we're the ones out there. We're the men in the arena, you know, so I don't really care, to be honest. And I respect everybody's opinion. And whatever it is, I'll, I'll get better. Whatever you guys think I need to get better at. Uh, really, it's just ultimately what my coaches and teammates want, you know, and winning games. That's what matters. The uh, I don't know what somebody was hoping for uh, with that question about what would you say to the naysayers. I do think the problem is that the naysayers kind of got left back in August and September. Yeah. There really haven't been a whole bunch of naysayers. There's people that are picking against the Texans, but it's not out of like any kind of actual criticism for C.J. Stroud whatsoever. Um, so you're saying people are picking against the three-point underdog. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, C.J. himself, I, you can't find anybody to say a bad word about C.J. Stroud right, right now. He yeah, has right no now, naysayers right now. Yeah, it's, uh, like, if they do, it's... It's not like in the traditional variety of where somebody would even get agitated about it. But I sometimes looking in hindsight, maybe it's really good that CJA played at Ohio State where it does. Sometimes when he's talking about Ohio State, I think he lets it through a little bit. It's like it's it's pretty vicious. The pressure and I think the scrutiny and the criticism from the lunatic fringe, not all Ohio State fans or anything, but the, the lunatic fringe is especially lunatic fringe. And I think he heard some of it. I think that. It was probably good because I think I don't I don't think that even the Dallas Cowboys quarterback gets as much pressure or scrutiny as the Ohio State quarterback when it comes to the intensity and and also in college you're living it you're out you got to go to class yeah. you're around the you're around students all day long and everything I and you're younger too so the pressure feels greater I think going through that probably is a pretty good it builds some calluses, oh, yeah. some emotional calluses Absolutely. that I think will, that will that'll help him out as he's a young quarterback. Because there'll be ups and downs, whether they're his fault or not, over the course of his career. Um, you know, sometimes it's just a bad team, and the quarterback's going to get blamed for it. I think that'll help him through uh, on his path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's CJ. 
Yeah, you're right. Not just dealing with the criticism, dealing with the lunatic fringe. Yeah. Um, but playing in big games, played in a lot of big games, and he's pointed out some have played well in, some I haven't played well in. What's it going to feel like playing a playoff game at home on Saturday? Yeah, it's super cool. I can't wait to see NRG and how loud and, and excited the fans are going to be. I'm really excited to play my first playoff game, of course, and it's been a goal of mine since I've been a kid. I've always watched it and things like that, like you said. So I'm really excited and, and um, just ready to roll. I, I'm I'm super intrigued to see what the stadium looks like. When you and I walk in from the pregame show, mm-hmm. you and I get done with the pregame show usually about 20 minutes before kickoff. We're usually up in the press box. It takes about five, ten minutes to get yeah. up there, you know, to go up the elevator and everything. We get into the press box. More often than not in the regular season this year, the stadium has been maybe a third full ten minutes before kickoff, and it starts to gradually fill up. I will be – that's – I don't think this is a thing that makes or breaks the Texans on Saturday. Like, oh boy, if it's only half full, when kickoff well, rolls around, they're going to lose the game. Yeah. But, but boy, they are trying to push hard to get people in the no, building and, early. And I think that's a, that is the kind of thing that, too, I think a lot of times people are like, well, that's just Houston. You know, that's what happens. I think um, it, it became much less of a Houston thing with the Astros. Astros. Like, at the beginning of Astros games in the playoffs, uh, it's, it's pretty damn full. Yeah. So, like, it. I think it's a good thing to push for right now and to keep in people's brains so they don't so easily dismiss it as like, ah, that's just what Houston does. Um, I think that that change, I think a lot of that will change as long as CJ continues on this path and and turns it into more of the culture of all, uh, of of what it's like and you know like frankly like what his expectations are. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna Absolutely. be a lot of fun. Uh, like, look, that Bills game. That's one of my favorite memories in sports is the end of that Bills game, the playoff game in 2019, Dude. because it was just such it was such a crazy game. Yeah, and you talk about guys coming up in the clutch in big moments, and at that time it was it was Deshaun Watson, it was DeAndre Hopkins, it was JJ Watt. Yeah, like it was some guys, so, some of those marquee guys that you really care about coming up huge in the second half, um, and like, but those guys were all. Not going to be on this team too much longer, right? <laughs> Some surprisingly, we so. didn't realize yeah, that at the yeah, time. Yeah, um, as the head far- coach would be gone soon. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, and you're right. The head coach would be gone by the end of the year, um, by the end of the calendar year, by October. Um, as far as guys like that for this game, you know, if we're looking at you mentioned Hopkins, Watt, Watson, obviously Stroud will be a central figure in this game. But as far as other guys go, I think there's a few. I think Dalton Schultz is one of them. They're going to need a big game out of Dalton Schultz. Even with Robert Woods and Noah Brown coming back, I still think Dalton Schultz is probably the second most reliable pass catcher for C.J. Stroud. Here is C.J. on Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton is um, hes a dog, man. He's a, a great player, but he's a great person. He's one of the first people that um, I really like bonded with well when I got here, and he was just honest with me. Um, he was probably like the, the person to keep it really honest. Like, this is the expectations that you'll have, bro. And I'm like, okay. So um, I appreciate him for doing that. Um, but he's been, a, he's been a very reliable target. He's somebody who knows how to get open, knows coverage, he knows route depth, how to manipulate somebody how to get into a certain zone at the right time. So he's just a really smart football player, and I'm um, really grateful to have him in my first year, you know, learning it with him, and he's going to continue to be a great player. Yeah, that was the soundbite that made me most confident that the Texans and Dalton Schultz will figure something out before free agency, just because it, it makes the most sense. I think Dalton Schultz was supposed to was projected to get a lot more money than he ended up getting in free agency last year. At the time that he signed with the Texans, remember, that was before the Texans had drafted C.J. Stroud. Yeah. The public speculation, if he and his agent were looking around, there was, I don't know when the public speculation that the Texans wouldn't even take a quarterback started, but it it was not the same. (laughs) So it was a bit of a leap of faith in, I think, the system and everything else. 
And it's worked out really well for Dalton Schultz, but he's seen that side of it where, okay, it's not always exactly what you think it's going to be when you step out into free agency. And for CJ, you heard it right there. Dalton's been a really good asset for him, a really good resource, Just not just as a resource. receiver, but in terms of just understanding the league. I Yeah, I'm curious about when Dalton Schultz was talking about uh, like what to expect whether he was talking about on the football side of things or almost on like the expectation side of things, having come out of Dallas and seeing what happens with Dak Prescott there. You talk about talk about a fan base that loves and then hates Dak Prescott. Like in any given year, they'll like the people in the Dallas fan base will tell you they were never a fan of Dak Prescott right, or right. they've been with him since the beginning. Right. The same person will just flip flop from year to year. What has impressed so we've got Dalton Schultz. Nico Collins is gonna get a lot of attention in this game from the Cleveland Browns. What has impressed C.J. Stroud the most about Nico Collins? I would say just his tenacity, like his his. He really didn't talk much, but his mentality, like when he lined up, like you can tell, he really wanted to get off the ball. He really put his foot in the ground and he declared where he was going. He was when he was jumping to catch a fade or something. He was grabbing with two hands, aggressively, like, uh, aggressively putting it away. Like just all the attention to detail, like the little things that a lot of people probably don't notice that he does on a day to day basis in his routes and indie uh, individual drills. Like those stuff come to light. Uh, when you when you line it up for real, so those are like the first things that I've seen. And then we got to play in OTAs, got to like start doing seven on seven, and he was a lot faster than I thought. So putting it out there for him and things like that. So uh, just little stuff like that. The situation last Saturday, you know, was a huge one for the Texans. I think Nico, like purely situationally, kind of showed up as a big game receiver in that game. Yeah, no other guys really to draw super attention away from him. Um, this will be a bit, even with Denzel Ward potentially banged up. This is a big step up in weight class from last week for Nico Collins. As he was describing Nico Collins, I think Clint and I talked about this. We both felt like you know that sounds a lot like our Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Mm. The way they kind of just aggressively, you just close your eyes and imagine those guys running their routes, catching the football, turning upfield, and going. You know, like one of the things that drives uh, drives people crazy is when receivers don't come back for the ball because, you know, and they sit there and then all of a sudden it gives defensive backs time to come up for it. Like they do all those little things. But then the biggest thing that that does for an offense is it makes the offensive coordinator correct when you throw short of the sticks. Like watch, everybody always complains about <laughs> yeah. when they don't throw. Why are they throwing short of the sticks on third down? Why, why, why? You watch the 49ers. They're not. They're about average when it comes yeah. to throwing past the sticks. They throw short of the sticks, and then those big hosses turn up field right. and obliterate people. Right. So think of Nico Collins and like how much he just loves that side of the game, lowering his shoulder and oh. going. It makes the offensive coordinator correct. The execution of the scheme turns it into, okay, yeah, we've got enough space to make the throw, and he's got enough space to turn and get that extra two or three yards. So that's, that's where Nico... Like, in this offense in general, you know, so many people that have played in this offense, like whether it's Kubiak or Shanahan, when it's executed properly, you just get the absolute best version of players like this. And Nico's just cut from that cloth. All right, let's um, let's hear from you guys. Uh, text page, we're getting a lot of texts from people. Got that H-Town feeling back, getting the tailgate trailer ready for tomorrow. Great to have this feeling back. Go Texans. We'll read some of your texts in the final segment here um, on the show. And also, we'll get you ready for the game. Key... Texans trios for Saturday against the Cleveland Browns. I've got three of them. Three key Texans trios against the Cleveland Browns tomorrow. 3.30 kick over at NRG Stadium. So we'll talk about that. We'll get you ready for the game. We'll hand things over to In the Loop next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from Twin Peaks Studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. Something's got to stop this weekend. Something has to stop. I'm going to get to the trios here in just a second. Something has to stop. I'm looking at the TV up here in studio. Yeah. And Joe Flacco, since week 13, is first in passing yards per game, second in this, first in that, blah, blah, blah. This renaissance, Dippity, of, th- th- this renaissance of Joe Flacco has to stop, and here's why. Joe Flacco's not a good quarterback. He has he had one good postseason, and that's it. At its very basic, basic form, this is some sort of heater that the football gods have chosen to hand to Joe Flacco that must end. It must end on Saturday against the Houston Texans. You know how many Pro Bowls Joe Flacco has made in his career? One. Zero. Zero. The same number as Ben. Ben and Joe We always make fun of Ben for that Have made the same number We walk in every morning We point at Ben like Oh there's our producer Zero Pro Bowls Never been to Hawaii Or Orlando Same number as Joe Flacco You know how many Player of the Week awards Joe Flacco has won In his career? Three CJ Stroud has two already in yep. his first year. Joe All he's Flacco, got is a stupid Lombardi trophy. With 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 a as a regular starter, right? No, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, admit he's yeah. a no, Super no, Bowl no. champ. No, he's capable of going on great streaks. Yeah, that's the whole thing. And yeah. for that, he's on one right now. But it must end. It must end on Saturday at NRG Stadium. Because here's the thing: the 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 bugaboo for Joe Flacco as a regular season quarterback has been he's careless with the football. He never had a season as a starter where he threw less than double-digit interceptions. He's thrown eight in five games this year with the Browns. If this were a real season for Joe Flacco, he would be on pace for like 26 interceptions. It's crazy. And he's gotten bailed out in some of those oh. turnovers by a defense that comes out and yes. is just clutch he's as hell. He's not good, okay? <laughs> he's old. He's not yeah. good. He's never yeah. been good. Put him back on the non-elite couch. yes. That was the you caption at the there top. with your stupid old the back. The caption on the TV said, elite performance, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, he's not elite. He's not. <laughs> it's, it's reopened so many old wounds oh, about debates that you've had. just punched me in the face right now. I'm like, hang on a second. The infancy of social media and sports when people would uh, spend all their days <sighs> arguing about whether Joe Flacco was elite. Right. The, the whole thing about Flacco that's hilarious, it's just his first, his first playoffs run. If you go back, I, I mean, honestly... Actually, won games in those runs. No, I know they won two games. They lost to Pittsburgh in the championship game. game. They had an awesome, awesome defense in those games. His two, his first two victories. So I, I got, I was good. I didn't press John on this, but when John the other day brought off Joe Flacco's playoff record and his winning ten and five in the playoffs or what have you, you got to understand his first two victories, his rookie year. 
He was in his first in the first wild card game versus Miami, nine for twenty three for one hundred thirty five yards. They won that game. Uh, the the second game versus Tennessee, which they won uh, thirteen to ten, nine for twenty two for one hundred sixty one yards. Yeah. And then when they lost to Pittsburgh, zero for three. Three interceptions. He was thirteen for thirty for one hundred forty-one yards yeah. and three interceptions. Like and yet, whoa! Look at that. He got a two and one record. Oof. He's been the recipient. This is what. This is what. This is why Joe Flacco needs to go down. Everybody, if you're if you consider yourself a football purist at all, or just somebody who cares about both sides of the ball, do you care about your children? Do you care about your children? That's what I'm asking you. When yeah. you send your kids off to football camp, you're like, wow. Don't don't worry about anything except airing it out and glory and offense right. and all Your that. Your defense will bail yeah. you out. Or are you a true American who cares both about defense and offense? Right. Uh, Joe Flacco has been riding off the coattails of awesome defenses yes. his entire career, except for one magnificent stretch right. when they won a Super Bowl and the defense actually wasn't that good. Yes. But he managed to go four games without throwing an interception. Okay, he managed to go though that stretch without throwing an interception. Yep, he's not even doing that right now. No. You have to if you care about America, right? You need to <laughs> shut Joe Flacco down vote, tomorrow. Vote for C.J. Stroud. That's right. I'm C.J. Stroud, and I approve this message. I'm sorry, I don't want my kids growing up to be un-American. Right. All right. I right. apologize. Hey, is it a crime to be patriotic? I didn't realize that it was all of a sudden a crime. I thought I had rights yep. in this country, yep. and one of those rights includes. Shutting Joe Flacco down. That's exactly right. right uh, sending him out of the league so the rightful heir, Deshaun Watson. Wait, never mind. Edit that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the we chosen were, one. I thought we were getting somewhere as a country, and then Joe Flacco shows up in week thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, this this needs to end. Like he's not good, and and he's thrown some balls this. I know he's thrown for a bunch of yards this season. This is and this is where we get to the trios here. Cut him down. The 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 three trios for the Texans that must bring it on Sunday. I'm going to start with the edge rushers. If we're going to shut down Joe Flacco, then the law offices of Anderson, Grenard, and Barnett are going to need to bring it. I'm going to need. Well, I need. I need four sacks combined out of Anderson and Grenard. Uh, I don't four? care. Yeah, I need four combined. I I don't care, guys. Listen, I'm not a hard ass. If, Just four if Grenard gets four and. Uh, and Anderson gets zero. I'll be okay with that. I won't yeah. be angry that Grenard took all. I won't be like, hey, John, what the hell? Are you supposed to spread those out? If Will Anderson gets three and Grenard gets one, I'll be fine with that. Um, but they got to get four apiece. Simple as that. No big deal. No big deal. I have no idea how to feel about the, that position group because I have no idea what their ankles feel like. It right doesn't now. matter what their ankles feel like. Okay. It doesn't matter that all four of the starters have missed serious time with ankle, practice ankle, and I've either ankle. missed. Games or playing it's an injury times. Report. It doesn't matter that they're apparently all wearing the floppiest cleats they've ever manufactured. Yeah. Are those COVID cleats they're wearing? I don't know. That's like a supply chain issue know. or something. It does. Cleats and zippers. That's what suffered the most from uh, COVID. I got two other. You've broken a lot of zippers Have since I? COVID. I'm breaking zippers all over the place. Really? Maybe I'm just trying to take my pants off. I don't wear a lot of zipper fast. stuff. I'm on my, I'm on my uh, sweatpants no. most of the time. I'm not as gussied up as you are. Um, <laughs> pants with zippers. Fancy boy. <laughs> You're so fancy. <laughs> Zippers. Um, interior offensive line. Law offices of Scruggs, Dieter, and Mason. Yeah. Uh, yes. And those are the places where, you know, those are, that's your, you know, center and left guard, especially at times, have been weaknesses. Is Miles Garrett going to line up over them at he all? He will. Yeah. He will. Uh, that's but that's where. That's where it extends out to the offensive tackles, the tight ends, the fullbacks, Brevin Jordan when he plays fullback, 
all of that stuff. It's you got to get a little bit creative with your protection schemes, and because Miles Garrett's going to move around all over the place, that is where it's nice to have Laramie Tunsil, who can you know hopefully and ideally lock things down one on one. Look, I don't want to say that Miles Garrett is scared of Laramie Tunsil. Did you see those numbers on on Twitter yesterday? No, I just know that when I've watched with my eyeballs, Tunsil's done a pretty good job against. He's Miles got like Garrett. a two percent win rate against. Yeah. him. that's not. He's gone forty one snaps against Laramie Tunsil and has beaten him like one or two times. Yeah, he that's runs it. around like a frightened farmer. Yeah. He's like, Oh, he's like like Frankenstein's in town or something. Right. He's going to go get all his cronies. Yeah, he's terrified of Laramie Tunsil. Yep, the villagers. The only thing he's got to be scared of, yeah, he just runs away and hopes mm-hmm. that Laramie Tunsil scared. false starts. He's yeah. scared. Um, what so- are you scared? You're too scared? I can't believe oh, that man. Miles Garrett, a little reverse psychology I'm, uh, here. I can't believe he's too scared to line up over like Laramie it. Tunsil yep. every single snap. Right. Back when I grew up, I don't know. Hey, I thought it was legal for Americans him. to to want to challenge. You're a you man. If you're I'm a, like, yeah. If you're a man, you'll challenge Larry Tunsil. You know what? I defended Miles Garrett back when people said he was more concerned with dinosaurs than playing football. <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm questioning myself. Coloring books. I wonder and, yeah. if he would rather be looking at coloring books as stegosauri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good use of the plural right there. Probably not accurate. Who cares? That sounds like one of the things that you would do like when you're trying to sound smart, but you're actually uh, I like it. Some I, other like superior, well-actually guy comes in and is... That <laughs> your reflex is to take that U-S at the end and turn it into an I? I learned it by watching Miles Garrett. Very advanced. That's all he cares about. Very advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, too, he's too scared. Too scared to line up against Larry Tunsil. Last, frightened, a little, frightened a little delicate flower. Yeah. Last trio. Non-Nico pass catchers are going to be big in this game. The Texans are going to win. Yeah, I don't think Nico's going ten for two hundred in this game. So you're saying Noah Brown? Noah Brown, you... who is who practiced yesterday, yeah. Robert Woods, who's practiced the last two days, and Dalton Schultz, who is seems to be fully healthy. And I'll get like those guys would get the most volume, but I think there's room for a Devin Singletary reception. I think so too. Brevin Jordan, look, and honestly, that two games in a row now. We saw Brevin Jordan, who, like, okay, was a tight end, obviously, but had been playing fullback in that game, too, um, two weeks ago. And then Andrew Beck, the fullback, get a touchdown reception. Yeah. Wide ass open yep. in the end zone. So uh, a little bit of it doesn't, it's not trickery or anything. It's just really spreading it around and doing it via play calling, not just, not just CJ getting to his fourth read. Um, season ticket holder here, text page. Since inception, my favorite Texans memory has been the Bills playoff game a few years ago where we came back from a big deficit to win. My hope now is tomorrow's game surpasses that and becomes my new favorite Texans memory. Absolutely. I love that. You know, when you talked about uh, eradicating things, I, got, I thought you were talking about the beaver nuggets in the... Where are uh, those? Where'd you get those? There's two packs of them in the kitchen over there. <sighs> this is what you get by going to the, the junior varsity kitchen instead of the That's real one. That's where I keep one. all my stuff in there, though. Because nobody ever goes down there. It's filthy. Yeah. yeah. Somebody went down there. I had a bag of chips, a big bag of Lay's chips that I brought up here for the Colts game last weekend, and I never got to them because I was nervous the whole game, so I just left them in there. Some bastard opened them and started eating them during the week Out of the cupboard? Out of the cupboard. Yeah. See, these beaver nuggets are just sitting on the counter. I assume they're from a meeting yesterday. Okay. So, right? I can do that, right? Yeah, the 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 bag was already open? No, 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 it wasn't open, but they're just sitting there on the counter. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, you got to put a sign yeah, on it if it's on the counter. Yeah, like if that. it's on the counter, it's more public. All right, My so, bag of Lay's was in the cabinet. Yeah, that's messed that's up. That's different. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, all right, let's, um, Seth, since we've got a few minutes here left before we hand it over to In the Loop, in honor of Paint Me a Picture Guy, mm-hmm. and we close things out here, what does a Texans win look like 
on Saturday? The, the, first of all, it's low scoring. So I don't mean to burst anybody's bubble, but I don't expect there to be a whole lot of scoring in this game. And the one thing that I really always hesitate to bring up as a key to victory, because you can say it on every football game that was ever played, but it's relevant here, is turnovers. And it's as simple as this. Joe Flacco, throughout his entire career, and still has had issues throwing interceptions. Not to mention fumbling. He's fumbled four times this year. He's thrown eight interceptions in five games. That's an underrated one right there. Only lost one of them. But he's been bailed out by a really good... A defense in the Browns that surged over the second half of the season. So forcing turnovers out of Joe Flacco and then taking advantage of them is of paramount importance. And then C.J. Stroud on the flip side of things, his calling card all season long has been like, wow, this kid, for a rookie who throws the ball aggressively downfield, has been very good at taking care of the football. I would just expect that to continue. But the Texans, as a defense and an offense, have to take advantage of Joe Flacco and his fumbling and interception-throwing ways. Text message, I really hope the Browns players don't listen to Payne and Pendergast. I hope Why? They do. We do because Miles Garrett will be shamed into staying over Laramie Tunsil, who That's has traditionally it. shut him down. That's right. Everybody, listen to what you have to understand. I hope to hell, I hope to hell he listens to Payne and Pendergast because he'll have his manhood challenge because he's scared to line up over Laramie Tunsil yeah. because Laramie Tunsil has shut him down. Owns him. So, of course, he runs off to easier places. Yeah. You know? He's just... <laughs> He'd rather be with a five than a ten. Right, he can't right. handle the pressure. John Lopez is probably of ashamed of Miles Garrett as a fellow Aggie. Right. I am not ashamed of uh, Miles Garrett, but I want him to be shamed. On Saturday. Uh, I want okay. him to be shamed. Not ashamed of him, but you want him to have a bad day. Yes, absolutely. Okay. We all have you. bad days, even Aggies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it happens <laughs> occasionally. Pretty good at recruiting. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Every football season, you guys have at yeah. least four bad days. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like. Um, okay, what's the uh, what's the Lopez uh, enthusiasm amp level for the game right now? Because uh, I feel like we've peaked today. Like we're ready to go. I am ready to go. Landry's yeah. ready to go. He's bouncing off the walls in there. Yeah. Figgy's ready to go. He's got. He was doing the old knuckle cracking. Uh, ready, ready to play all the all the sounds and everything. And uh, you know, you know what I'm going to do. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. Are that. you gonna be dramatic? Of course, every every Friday. Okay. Does it feel like you're writing an old like an old Lopez column when you do these? Because these feel like you put a lot of work into. I them. do. Uh, but uh, it, it feels like one of my old columns, but with extra sap. Yeah, you got some uh, sauce <laughs> on there. Yeah, like oozing sap, it. extra sap, yeah, sticky tree. <laughs> That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, you can't hold the paper. Yeah. Anymore. I'm gonna ask John my Beaver Nuggets question okay. during their next break. I feel bad. Not this is too much football going on. I can't bring right. This. It's, uh, Seth cracked open a bag of beaver nuggets. I saw them in there. Those yeah. are okay, right? Though, if they're yeah, sitting yeah. on that counter, that's like le- left over the, the, from the, the, yesterday's that's, uh, meeting. That's, or whatever. Ever, that's okay. uh, free right. for yeah. all. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, that's a yeah that, all. you're right. That's the free for all. The, yeah. I've, yeah. I've actually eaten a Danish or two that have been left in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. after a meeting, and the alcohol in there too is like, alcohol. Community alcohol. Yeah, community alcohol. Absolutely. Now, if you steal tamales that have somebody else's name on, well, then if someone's name is on it, like Clint did. Wait, what? Clint took uh, who was it? Tyler's tamales that I that I gave him that had his name on. Okay, them. well That's now I know who opened too. my damn Lay's chips in there. <laughs> That's right. I feel like Dirty you know red. what? Sometimes we get on Ben for never having won a Super Bowl um, <laughs> or gone to a Pro Bowl. 
But I feel like we would never do that. <laughs> like, I know. Like, ben, I'm sorry if we get too rough about you never having gone to a Pro Bowl. It's okay. But, yeah. uh, but we, like, yeah, I just that's bullying. That Man. is. That is. Ben would never line up over Laramie Tunnel. So you're basically Miles Garrett without the Pro Bowls, Ben, is what you are. He gets over the center and starts doing the little crossover. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who am I going to get next? Know, we should point out that Ben has never shied away from a matchup with Laramie Tunsil. That, the, He's that, never once moved over to the left guard because he's afraid to rush to that pass rush Laramie Tunsil. Ben, you're much more courageous than we give you credit yeah. for. That's true. Um, all right, so uh, but amped, 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 fired amped. up. Uh, yes, it it it, it, it could happen. I think it will happen. What do you think it's going to look like a half hour before kickoff in the stadium? Uh, oh, I I don't think it's going to be like oh it's going to be full right. But I think you're going to see a difference. It'll be better. Uh, I think yeah, you're going to see better. a difference with the crowd. Yeah, it, it's going to be amped up and, and ready to go. Enjoyed you asking Hannah what type of broom she likes yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. That very was good much. radio. <laughs> that was good radio. All right, we're uh, we're done. We're out of time. 12.30 tomorrow, Texans Countdown, be there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.